Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. This is the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. This is episode nine. We made it to episode nine, which is insane to me. I am here with my best friend in the entire world. I've known him for quite a while. We grew up in the incredibly small town and we were previous skateboarders and now we're disc golfers. His name's Eric. Here he is. Hey guys. Yeah, episode nine, almost to number 10. We made it a whole month of making podcasts. Can you believe it? We did a thing for a month. I know. <laughs> and, didn't, and didn't give up on it. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be here for a while longer, but I think he's getting tired of me already, so. <laughs> Not at all. Well, a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Teensy weensy bit. Teensy weensy bit. Go hit us up. We're everywhere at Ono oh Disc Golf. We have a merch store over at our Teespring. That's backslash Ono oh Disc Golf. Use the code Ono oh to get free shipping. We also have a link tree, an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, and a TikTok. Also, we have a Patreon going. Shout out to our two Patreon members, Sean and number two, it's David. So thanks, David. Thank you very much. Shout out to Egypt. Eight percent of our listeners come from Egypt, which is rad. Don't understand how it works, but I think it's awesome. Shout out Egypt! I didn't know they had a disc golf scene there, so hit us up on uh, either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we'll uh, shout you out every time because you guys like us. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool to have at least listens pretty internationally. Yeah, mostly like America, and it seems like a lot of uh, Middle Eastern places. Yeah, right, and then Canada too. Yep. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Canada makes sense. Where it's like, yeah. they're like the nice they, version of America. They have like a big disc golf scene too. Yeah. Looks like a pretty sweet scene. Yeah. They have some really nice courses. We're happy to say that we are affiliated with Starframe Disc Golf, which is a website that sells discs, discs and disc golf apparel and accessories. Use our code ONO to get 5% off. We're going to use that code too. Get us some discs. Now there's a zone on there, and then now that you have that crystal flex zone, I'm like, well, kind of need one. So we got a great episode for you today. I'm going to recap. I had a tournament this past weekend. We're going to recap that. We're going to recap what happened at the Open at Belton. Uh, We're going to do a little build a starter bag for our one Patreon supporter, and it should just be like an easy thing for a lot of beginners everywhere to start off with. And then we're going to give you our top five Disc Golf Network improvements that we think they could make to uh, improve. Constructive criticisms. Yeah, we're not trying to be mean. These are just things that we think we would enjoy more and we think a lot of the audience would enjoy more. Would make it more enjoyable to watch. Yes. Our opinions, of course. Yeah, and everyone's entitled to their wrong opinions. That's our American Except ours. Ours are right. (laughs) And that's a fact. Not trying to be mean. Not trying to be mean. Just saying. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eric, how'd your tournament end up? 
I played horribly. I uh, ended last in my division, so that was good. But I did play above my rating, so getting better. Hey, improvement. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, a lot of great guys around my card. There's only five people in my division. Okay, so you're, I mean, five out of five. You were in, Eric, you made top five. That's that's another way to put it. Or you could say you made top ten, even. Yeah, I made top ten. There you go. I don't, just not going to tell you guys how many were actually in it. It was, right. it was all a lie the first time. Uh, yeah, so made top ten. But it was a pretty exciting tournament. It was a really nice course. It was about a mile north of the Ohio border, Ohio and Michigan border. At a, It's called Stone County Park in Whiteford, Michigan. But on my card, there was a guy who used raptors like I would use a zone, and it was absolutely insane to watch him. He would just, like, be, you know... For, like, a putting shot? Like yeah, a like, a fi- shot? like 50 feet out and just throw, like, a sidearm spike hyzer with it to get there rather than, like, throwing a zone. And he bagged zones. He drove with zones, but he used a raptor as a zone. Like almost every time he would pull it out, and it was just crazy to see. He was and he was really good. He was had like the he was built like Emerson Keith, like you know, small and but could just rip it, rip on it. Gotcha. For all during round one, we had a camera guy following us around, take pictures, taking pictures. So it kind of felt like a made it on a lead card or something for a little bit. Felt like I was in a getting in the highlights. I don't know if he got any good pictures of me, but the only good part about it was I had a really good scramble game. I got to use my tilt once, which I just tried to like spike hyzer it out of the rough. Um, and then I had a sweet forehand roller with uh, an essence that was like halfway on accident. I didn't really have a plan. I just needed to get out of there and uh, like a overhand forehand was the only thing I could think of to use. And it worked out a million times better than I thought it could have. Well, that's cool. But if you're i don't have a full forehand roller in my game at all yeah it's not part of my game it was just mostly lucky <laughs> but you know if your scramble game is going well the rest of your game isn't yeah if that's your best part yep not good putting what did not have very good putting but what are you gonna do just gotta learn and hopefully do better next time yeah silver linings where you can find them and take it as a learning experience i mean you played better than your rating so that's yeah improvement just always hard when when your practice round was better than your two rounds on during the tournament but the pressure's on during the tournament man that's what it is i know every pot for me was just like it's just that little bit more i think about it you know yeah there's a lot of putts i should have made for birdie especially gotcha where you think i made all my par putts hitting high hitting low was it something specific it was all like yeah they all look like layups i think to everybody they're like why is he laying up from 25 feet (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't i wasn't interesting you're just playing it safe then oh well they have like these cement pads that are go around all the baskets so i was really afraid i think of like hitting and then hitting a bat like hitting the cement pad and it just rolling like 30 feet away oh i think i don't i don't really know I wasn't trying to like play it safe. I was just trying to putt, and my body was like, "Don't do it. Just take the par." I mean, you got fifth place. Yeah, it worked. Yep. Top ten. Top, top ten. 
but it was a really good tournament. Probably the best tournament I, or most like well-run tournament I've been to. So it was pretty sweet. Excited to hopefully get back there next year. Yeah, maybe you'll uh, get top three. Maybe. If there's, if there's only three competitors. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you can do it. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with it. No, do you, if you would have had like a good round, if you would have had your practice round round for like one of them, do you think you would have like gotten fourth? Or was it pretty far? No. Just an open question, you don't, if you don't know. No I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have been like almost tied. I think I would have been tied for fourth had I had my practice round take away my first round, which was like my worst of the two. Gotcha. Nope, I would have lost by one. Nope, lost by one stroke. Wow. He had a, a 11 and I would have had 12. Cause I, would have, I had a 5 in my practice round and a 7 in my second round. So I think that's 12. Can't do math all the time, but pretty sure. Yeah, that's 12. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thanks, Mom, for teaching me math <laughs> when I was younger. The amount of times you bring up your mom on this podcast. <laughs> She's my number one fan, okay? In life and <laughs> everything. I believe it. She's wonderful. Why don't you kick us shout, off? Shout out Eric's mom. Yep. You may not be a Patreon member, but... You deserve it. <laughs> you're, the, you're the number one Patreon in my heart. Sorry, Brittany. What is this episode so far? So why don't you kick us off and tell us about what happened at the Open at Belton. Well, the MPO was pretty exciting going into the final round. That was the only one that was broadcasted live on disc golf network i haven't had a chance to catch the first couple rounds that's going to be on gk pro on youtube so check that out if you'd like but yeah pretty sweet i you texted me when it was 15 minutes to go like 15 minutes until it was live and in that time period i completely forgot about it so i came in like an hour later it's just ridiculous yeah, there was so many holds up holdups on the course that they really didn't make it very far for that whole hour. Yeah, I think I, I think I think you're early on like hole five or something. Yeah, it I wasn't think, anything too crazy. I think they were just finishing up hole four when you texted me. And I was just like, oh well, you didn't miss miss a ton. So. But it it was pretty sweet to watch Ricky. Just did you watch the whole thing? No, I had a well. Lead I'm from gonna work. spoil it. I'm gonna okay. spoil it for you. Paddle out to the metal the whole way for Ricky Wysocki. He missed like a short, maybe like. 16 foot putt low and i think from then on he just birdied out essentially and that was on hole like eight so man it was quite a run to watch and it was quite a thing to watch like Macbeth, like oh gave up a stroke there oh gave up another stroke there they're tied and then it was like oh ricky's winning can Macbeth put you know do any kind of comeback nope (laughs) man I wonder if like the the stuff they've been talking about for ratings when Ricky was like the highest rated. I wonder if that lit up a fire, fire under I, under. They Ricky. were definitely talking with each other on the internets because there was some there was some sass going on between them. Yeah, there always has been. It's uh, I think it's enjoyable. It reminds me of of like wrestling days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're wrestling. they're pretty nice about it, even though they're kind of talking trash. It's yeah. just it's. Tr- nice trash talking they respect each other yeah they respect their ability and i think they both enjoy having that competition with each other yeah i'm sure paul Macbeth doesn't enjoy losing to him but i think he enjoys like i think he'll come back more next tournament that he sees him at but right so it ended up ricky at negative 43 
Macbeth ended up negative 41. And then Heimberg in third place came 11 strokes behind that at negative 30. So Ricky and Paul were really separated from the group. Yeah, they just push each other. Every time they get on a on a card together, they just keep pushing, pushing. Ricky was nailing some long putts, too. Yeah, that's a, his specialty. Yeah, Macbeth seemed, like, off even from, like, 25 feet. So mm-hmm. Off for Macbeth. Macbeth levels of off. Whereas, yes. like, he was like, why didn't it, you know, fade at the end? He was, yeah. like, getting troubled by the wind and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but yeah, that was a it was for a silver tier tournament. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was kind of cool to get see the different people in the booth too, rather than like the same two. Or well, I guess there was three last week, but right. I always like to mix up the announcers. Me too. I think it's, yeah, uh... it's on GK Pro. It's Kevin Jones and Luke Humphreys doing the post produce. Um, oh, commentating, cool. yeah. So that's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check that out now. I was, yeah. I wasn't thinking of. I was actually gonna go back and watch that, but no, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. I like KJ announcing. Uh, a lot of people complain that they never know the diselection, but that's like my least. Like I don't care about dis diselection at all because yeah, me either. I'm never gonna be able to throw any disc I buy like the pros do it. So whatever they're throwing means literally nothing to me. I guess. I mean that that's my opinion. If other people like it, that's fine. I just <laughs> that's, and that's I have my, no no hey, interest in put knowing your stamp what the at the bottom are. of that one. That's my opinion. Yep, that's what I'm going to get on my next T-shirt I make. <laughs> that's a good idea. All right, check out our Teespring. You're going to have what, that's my again? opinion. I, that's my opinion. I immediately that's lost Eric's it. opinion stamped on everything. Right and right below it, and that's a fact. Yep. <laughs> That'll be our new catchphrases. <laughs> the FPO was just as exciting as the MPO, in my opinion. There was a lot more like ups and downs, like a lot of hot rounds, and then they drop off, and then hot rounds, and then drop off. But overall, it was really, really exciting. I missed most of the live coverage today, but I watched all of the round one, and then I just kind of kept track on new disc on what was going on. Yeah, you know anything about FPO, or you just want me to go straight into the top three? FPO was fun to watch. It was uh, fairly dominating up until the last round for Cat. So I didn't catch the entire thing, but it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. So. Well, Cat won it. Katrina Allen won it. Six under. Heather Young followed closely behind her at five under. And Missy Gannon trailing quite far behind at plus two. So almost, almost the same amount of strokes in between second and third in MPO and FPO. And Heather Young had a pretty nice comeback, basically. She was, what, four strokes behind it when she started the last round? Yeah, something like that. I forgot. I probably should have wrote that down. That would have been a fact people like to know. Not an opinion. But, but that was They're tired cool. of our opinions. No, I think they only want opinions. So give me your opinion. What? How far down was she, Eric? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's your opinion. More than she needed to be. Nailed it. Put it on a t-shirt. Do you think the Prodigy commercials really boosted Heather Young's confidence? They're pretty funny. I laugh every time they come on. It's like one of those stupid commercials that I just can't help but, but enjoy. Even though we talked poorly about Purple Discs last episode. Yeah, but you said unless it's hers. Yeah, so. I know. 
So you kind of got that qualified. Shout out, out Heather already. Young. Listen to us. Shout out, Heather Young. Shout out, Purple Discs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't give me anything purple. No. <laughs> I'll take more purple discs. I don't mind them. Pink or bust. That's, yeah, that's kind of how I live my life. But if it's in the used bin, how about that? Fine. You buy me green discs in the used bin, so. That's what you got. That's what you wanted. <laughs> All right. So one of our Patreon members, Sean, has been playing all of my practice rounds with me to get help me get ready for the tournaments. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of help him build a bag that will kind of have all the tools he'll need out on the course. So we would just kind of going to go over that, uh, what discs we would recommend to him or to a lot of beginners out there. We're going to call it building a beginner bag. Yep. I think we're going to start with the drivers, even though we said in one episode to not get drivers. If you stay more towards the lower speeds, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and sometimes it's just nice you, to Eric, have that disc. Eric, what would you say in that, what a lower speed disc is? Like, give, me, give them an example. What's the number? I like to keep it below at least nine, if not seven. So, like, it'll be like your fairway drivers. Establish control. Yes. Then move on. Mm-hmm. And some, but sometimes it's nice to have those higher speeds in the bag, even if you don't pull them out all the time, because it's kind of like uh, you can pull it out every once in a while just to see how you've progressed with that disc. I'm with you. Yeah. See, uh, see how the disc reacts to your improved arm speed. Yes. And form. Yes. So yes, start with drivers. We're gonna go understable, stable, and then overstable on what we would suggest bagging. Mostly discs are discs that we bag ourselves. And we have found success with them. A lot of these are personal opinion. Like, we chose these because we use them. (laughs) Yes. We like them a lot. Big fans. Big fans. (laughs) Uh, So for our understable driver slot, we threw in the Heat, the Essence, and the TL3. I think Kyle threw in the Heat because that was one of his, like, first drivers that he started to really do good with. I think it's a little bit fast, for what we were saying so i don't think it counts but i loved it starting out it was my favorite disc in the entire world because it was so it's such an understable disc that i could control it and get it to do a full flex you know get a full flight out of it even with a beginner's arm so so maybe once you get a little bit of control you can start to add that as your higher speed disc yeah and it's it turns into a roller really quick Hmm. which is is which eventually good to learn. Need. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to learn a roller, so the the earlier you learn it, the better. And then you're you're the essence guy, right? Yep, I love the essence. It is such an easy easy disc to throw. You can just stand still it and I'm, you know, pump it out to almost just as far as as like a full rip with an FD. It just uh it does an easy flip over and then still still rides back. And it's just a super easy disc to learn angle control, pretty much anything with. Probably definitely one of my favorite discs in my bag. Hmm. I'll have to pick up a premium plastic version. Because the one that I have, I'm afraid to really uh, chuck it too much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that plastic will last long. But then you'll have a nice roller too. That's true. It's not very flippy right now, so maybe it needs to get beat in a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing they everyone was saying, because I traded all my geoplastic away, but that the geo is like the most overstable of most of the evolution lineup from Disc Mania. Well, that's interesting. Because like, like, I, 
I've tried to. You can throw it pretty flat, and it just goes straight. It doesn't doesn't turn. Yeah, no. The the Neo and the Lux one I have. The Lux one is like a if I don't if I don't put it on the steep hyzer, it's it's gone. It's just gonna turn over and and burn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The next slot in the bag is our stable drivers. Um, we chose fairway drivers to kind of keep the lower lower speeds there. The stable ones are the ones that are going to go mostly straight, maybe a little bit of turn uh, with fade back to kind of keep you straight on a line. Uh, we have completely different choices in what we like in our stable driver slot. It's not completely. They're they're similar. I guess. I feel like T-Birds are pretty overstable compared to an FD, but they that's are. me. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. But they're not like insanely different you know they're they're pretty similar okay we'll we'll go with it whatever you like man i like the fd and i like the t-bird i like the fd because it helps me get that little bit of turn to get a little bit more action on my disc and i think get me a little bit farther down the fairway especially once you get into all the different plastics even though innova makes it and you can get all those plastics in the t-bird too Yes. But you can't get a Night Strike 3 as a T-Bird. True. Spoiler alert, he chose the (laughs) T-Bird. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think. But I've been on T-Bird gang since the beginning, so. What color was your first T-Bird? Purple. No, yeah. Mm. I think I got it used. (laughs) I know. I'm a cheap per- treat person. <laughs> it's that nice little stamp that you like, too. Yeah, it's almost like there's not a stamp on it, which I think is fantastic. So that's our stable driver slot. We think those are really good uh, starter discs. Um, and then once you start getting them out to, like, max distance, you can start to move up speeds. True story. Uh, the next slot in the bag is an overstable uh, just or fairway driver. I'm actually just gonna cut my two choices and just go with Kyle's because his actually makes a lot more sense. Because once uh, I'll let him explain it to you. What do you mean? Uh, I just think what if he so if he a beginner picks up a champion Thunderbird, it's gonna be super overstable for them for a long time, and then once it finally starts to like flip up and go max distance, is kind of when he can start to add in more discs in that slot. Right, whereas the Firebird's going to be overstable forever. forever. Yep. yep. You can add a Firebird later, but as a beginner, you probably don't need as a disc as overstable as a Firebird or an FD3 um, or anything that would kind of fit in that slot. So, But don't, I mean, I, I've enjoyed the Thunderbird at my intermediate level, so I definitely would say work that into the bag early if you can. Yeah, and then once, you know, maybe it'll beat in and you'll have a nice nine-speed distance driver, basically. Yeah, because it goes just as far. My I have a DX one that's pretty beat, so it has a nice little bit of turn to it. I thought you said you lost it. I did. It's gone forever. 
Oh, okay. He had one. He had, had one. one. I meant to say that. I actually <laughs> forgot that I lost it, to tell you the truth. So this oh. is like me finding out again that I lost oh, it all no. over again. He's probably going to cry. <laughs> it was good old Thundee. Yep. You like that disc a lot? I did and do. And Pour out good. one for your homie. Man, I'm going to have to go buy. Uh, what do you, What was it again? G-Star. G-Star? Yeah. Probably get like a factory second for pretty cheap. I feel like they almost turn out to be the same price as a regular disc. Where you can oh yeah, because you got to pay shipping and everything. Yeah, unless you're buying like a bunch of them, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Hey, call in of a yell at them, not me. I mean, just like lower your shipping costs, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Come <laughs> yeah, on, dude. bro. Come on, bro. Just bro, bully them into it, <laughs> bro. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> oh my god, no. All right, moving on to mids. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start again with the understable mids. I picked the Origin. I had one for a little bit, and I lost it. And I'm so sad, and I need to buy another one. It's uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's like 5-5, five, five, negative 1-1, one, one, and it is just so easy to throw on a standstill hyzer, and it'll just flip up and go and go and go. It's like the Energizer Bunny. just keeps going. It's crazy. It's an awesome disc. Hmm. That's by Dime. Discmania. Okay. Yeah, all, pretty much all my choices, almost all my choices are Discmania. So you just want them to get a Discmania starter pack is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Prefer- yeah. I mean, we built a nice little one. Yeah, we did. I say for an understable mid-range, get a Meteor. Yep, meteors are sweet too. That's that was my first uh, understable mid range. Actually, I still bag it. Almost lost it at the tournament. Ooh, because I lost my don't have an origin. So, so you had had to have the meteor. Yeah, but I didn't because I lost it before the tournament began and had no <laughs> idea where it was. So I just used an understable putter in that slot. Anyway, back to the <laughs> another really good understable mid range is a comet. It kind of feels weird in the hand, so it may not be for everybody. Uh, but it's one of the, it's like humongous, so it's got tons of glide. And if you can get good with that, you can definitely learn to throw some discs. It is definitely one of the oddest feelings in the hand, but if mm-hmm. you get used to it, I, it's very useful. I mean, MJ makes makes comet throws look like he's throwing a fairway driver that far. Yeah, pick a line; it's gonna take it. Yep. He just carves that thing. It's insane. For our stable slot, me and me and Kyle both agree on what the best stable mid-range is, and that is the Emac Truth. Stands alone. There ain't nothing better than it. I don't care all you buzz throwers, all you MD throwers, there ain't nothing better than the Emac Truth. Give an Emac Truth. I will fight you on it. I think if you could take it down to one disc, if you were only to buy one disc... It would be an Emac Truth. You could do it all with it. We putt with Emac Truth sometimes. And sometimes it does better than my putters. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I made a sick practice putt with my Essence the other day, just messing around. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> it's always like when you're not trying your hardest. It's like, eh, yeah. throw it in there. Just like slinging it out there. Doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. I've just been dying for an ace. But if you don't like the Emac Truth, the buzz is good too. 
I have both. Yeah. And I, I did enjoy my buzz. It got a little bit too beaten and warped and weird, but just because it was base plastic. But Yeah, I gave my brother my big Z buzz, and he likes it, but uh, I didn't have any Emac troops to give him, so. Lots of control. It's yeah. Both the Emac and the buzz, very controllable. Mm-hmm. For our overstable disc slot, I chose the MVP Entropy. I've actually never thrown one, but I seen one this weekend and it looks really sweet. So that was my only choice. And why? Because I don't really bag an overstable mid too much. Uh, I usually just do what I need to do with the tactic or now the zone. So, yeah, Eric joined the zone gang. Yep, hot heavy too. Bought a bought a tour series zone and then. Got a get freaky zone in my player pack. Nice crystal flex. Can like bend it like a taco almost. All of a sudden you have way more zones than me. And fancier ones. Fancy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Guess you'll have to have some fly discs. Yeah. The prettier they are, the farther they fly. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to have Everyone over knows that. Starframe and use our code. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I bag a justice for my overstable midrange. If it spoiler alert, if it's something that my zone can't reach or my harp can't reach, I'm grabbing that justice. And if it's not like you know low ceiling or I don't know, I'll, I'll pretty much throw it anywhere. I'll I, I trust the justice very hard. Get it in lucid. It's awesome. Yeah, justice was cool. Not much for me, but it's it's a cool disc. It does some pretty crazy things. Lots of fade. Yes. Wants to go left. Um, like a race car. Left. NASCAR. Dude. Yeah, NASCAR. That's all it does. So after our mid-ranges, we got into the putters, and we're going to do a throwing putter, something you'll probably throw off like a tee. Uh, approach putter. For like getting into the green and leaving you with the tap in putt, and then what we think beginners should start off with, like their putting putters or throwing putter. Spoiler alert: I got Sean a shield, and he loves it. He throws it in from like eighty feet sometimes out of like nowhere. Wow. So, um, I think that'd be his best throwing putter or driving putter. Uh, we didn't play a course where there was any holes that you could throw a putter on. All of them are pretty long, so never got to try it out that way. But he likes he likes the shield a lot. I have a shield, but I haven't used it too much. Yeah, I think you got it because I said it was sweet. You did. I used oh, it. Oh, no. No, that was the one Cody had, and you traded her for it because yeah, I said it was sweet. right. I used it for like three rounds, and I was like, eh, I don't like it. Yeah, I think it's pretty sweet, but it didn't really fit fit my game too much. I think I started to try to condense all my putters because I had so many for a while. Yeah. I tried to just keep like three molds max, and I think I had like five at the time, and that's why I got got the boot. Gotcha. I said a zone for a throwing putter, just because I don't that's think. You do. Yeah, I don't think that's what I would do. I don't think there's a better throwing putter. What do you just get like the? The Pro D plastic or whatever, and when it beats in, it gets kind of straight, or no? Well, you kind of want it to be a bit overstable, but you can throw it on an Anheuser line, and it'll hold that, still come back most of the time. Throw it flat, it'll it's very consistent, it'll go straight and then fade. Uh, gotcha. I, I just like the consistency of it. 
you know where it's gonna go yeah gotcha gotcha anywhere gotcha. from like you know 200 feet and 225 somewhere in there just give her the chuck yeah for our approach putter i picked the jawbreaker zone um i don't have one but i love jawbreaker plastic and the zone's a really good approach putter yeah jawbreaker zone would be up there in discs i want yeah you can kind of throw the zone on like a just a easy hyzer and it likes to stick kind of where it lands not in the plastics i have but i'd imagine a jawbreaker could kind of grab on and, and stay there definitely and in the same realm of conversation i put as is uh, a harp i have five harps in various plastics that all do kind of different little things like the really soft one uh is really pinpoint it'll it'll basically when it hits the ground it just folds and sticks so super useful yep he's been bagging harps for a while now can't stop talking about him we always joke that uh he jumped on the harp train when Ricky was for, played for Dynamic, but we just had no idea yeah. at the time because we didn't watch pros right. at that time. So he like hopped on this big harp hype train, but had no idea had no that clue. he was joining this big hype train about him. I was just like, it's it sounds overstable, and I like to know where my discs are going to go, or at least at the beginner level. I was like really into like I just don't want to lose all these discs that I just bought. They're going to go left. Yeah. So NASCAR. 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 So next is our putting putters. And another little spoiler alert is he likes beaded putters. He does not like the non-beaded ones I tried to show him. Um, so his favorite putting putter is a MVP Ion. Again, he can, he just, I think he made like three outside the circle putts in our practice round. One one was with the shield and two was with the ion and he just throws it up there and it just goes in. He even called it one time. It was crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just making me look like a fool. Yeah, he's gonna be a pro before you are. Yep. That's why I, I just tell him we need to do a, a doubles tournament and he'll just throw in all the all the eighty footers. <laughs> I'll get him close. You throw him in. So the beaded putters are more of his of Kyle's realm. He'll tell you about the. I pretty much exclusively putt with, or like, you know, my putting putters are beaded. So I putt with a PA3, which has a little bit smaller bead than my other one, which is a judge. Now tell them about the new judges. So the new EMAC judges uh, just got the first runs in a couple days ago. Check out our TikTok if you want to see an unboxing video. Dude, I thought you were going to cut those discs up the way you're cut using those scissors. <laughs> I had so much anxiety. I'm like, oh my god, what is he doing? I was really intense about it. Yeah, I was scared. I was scared for those things. It got like a thousand Then years. I seen your foot stepping uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to have fun with it. Yeah, I know. I was just scared for the discs, man. So basically it goes, the judge has the biggest speed. PA3 is a little bit, it's like half the size of the judge. And then the EMAC judge is literally one of the smallest beads I've ever seen on a putter. It's it's tiny. It's something I might be able to get behind because I don't, I definitely don't like a judge, but a little tiny bead I think I you can might like over. it. It's nice. It the top of it, I you know you can compare it to a regular judge. The top of the top half of the mold almost identical. The bottom half, pretty significantly different. Hmm. So 
it's it's a little bit of a change up. I'm gonna have to try one out eventually. I like the Emac troops so much, so just nice to support Eric McCabe, really. Yeah. Looks like a good guy. Want him to design all of the courses that I play. Right. Right. I think he's signing the course in Michigan. I think I told you that already. Did you? Yeah, the one that's going in like Alma or something. Auburn. Maybe Auburn. Something with an A. That's your opinion. Yeah. It it is (laughs) because it's definitely not a fact right now. And then if you don't like the the feel of a beaded putter, uh, some discs that I recommend you try is a Warden. That's what I kind of learned how to putt with. Uh, they get a lot of glide, and they're just really easy to kind of get those long putts in. Um, a deputy is super understable, so it'll help you again with like those long, longer throw-ins or longer putts. And then just a classic AVR, easy to find. If you, super yeah, if you can learn how to putt with an AVR, you can adjust from there and learn to putt with anything based on how your skills progress. So... Yeah, I think the AVR is the perfect putter to start with. Yeah, if you were going to just pick a single putter, yeah, that would be that'd be it. Unless you find out you really like beaded putters, then you could maybe find a then go with beaded a, yeah, AVR. Beaded putter. <laughs> yeah, K the KC Pro. Okay, yeah, I can't remember what what they were called. Yep, we would just suggest I think for your bag to get something that you have a little bit of extra room. Uh, would we give you about? nine to we'll say we'll start off with like nine to 12 discs you could start with three of though if you want oh, yeah. if you had to break it down to three yep. you could have one driver one mid-range and one putter and throw it into a drawstring bag that's what i did originally yeah if you want it's not the most comfortable way to play you want to feel like you're really getting into the sport start with like i would say about nine discs just to figure out they have a lot of different stuff to test out and this is just if you have extra money don't don't go out and and spend your check on on it but then also buy it if you want to buy a disc golf bag buy something that has a little bit of extra room so that you don't have to upgrade you know the next time you want to buy, add a new disc to your bag true story you have room to kind of add it in as you go i also say don't even bother buying a bag just you know make yourself a cart yep that's what kyle likes even better everyone's got their own tastes except for kyle's is wrong retrofit a jogging stroller cheap sometimes sometimes people ask a lot for them jogging strollers that's true you gotta keep your eyes eyes peeled salvation army yeah um any oh accessories if you could find a quick stick or any like disc retriever that is really useful for a beginner because i lost a lot of discs in a lot of weird places yeah. It's a lot more fun to just, or a lot easier just to pull out a stick and knock it down from a tree than sit underneath it and throw discs and rock. rocks and baseballs and sticks. Try to find a stick long enough. Oh, that one's not long enough. Go find the next one. Or have to climb up a tree. Oh, yeah. Climbing trees is always terrible at the beginning. Yeah. So, yep. Just uh, find yourself a nice, nice quick stick. I think uh, actually Dynamic Disc just came out with a, a stick retriever that extends 16 feet so wow i think i'm gonna be grabbing one of those instead of waiting for the end zone ones because that's what i was trying to wait for but oh and don't forget to bring a towel yes towels towels are always very very useful you want to get high (laughs) (laughs) no 
Waddle, 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 waddle. Waddle, the way. Uh, TikTok, man. So that's a that's a quick place to start if you're trying to build a bag and trying to get into the sport. Or we'll follow something fairly similar to this when I'm uh, helping Sean build his bag. Yeah, I think that's a beginner, essentially a beginner's guide is to buying discs. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 I concur. I concur. And he waddled away. Waddle, waddle. All right, let's do this. Right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Top, Top five. five. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to tell me that one was bad again. Was no, like, we did no it. Way. Good job. We nailed it. Today we're doing top five disc golf network constructive criticisms. We completely understand that it's difficult to broadcast live sports. So we cut these guys a lot of slack. We just enjoy watching it. Yeah, I'm happy. I'd be happy if it was filmed on a potato. I don't know how that would work, but... As long as I could see people drive, I wouldn't mind. I still am trying to figure out how to film something on a potato. You can figure it out, buddy. All right, number five. All right. I think one of the things that would greatly improve the audience's opinion on the Disc Golf Networks is the turnaround time in between rounds. Uh, Normally... When they finish a live coverage of a round, it takes, it seems like at least eight hours before it's kind of uploaded. Um, I'm sure there's like some things they can't help, but even if they could like cut that in half, that would be pretty great. Cause, uh, I see a lot of comments on a lot of different Facebook, Reddit, all those kind of things on why they can't watch the live coverage after it goes off air. Yeah. It it should be pretty quick, you would think. Yeah, you would. I mean, you would hope. I, like, like I said, or like he said, we understand that. Yeah, know, I get it. This is never going to be perfect, and not world ending. Yeah, everyone's going to be. They're still like working out all the kinks. You know, it's, yeah. the sport blew up faster than anyone's expecting, so they're still trying to figure it all out. But brings you to number four: mm-hmm. cover as many throws as humanly possible. If that means getting more camera guys, get more camera guys. Like, I'm sure you're making the money through the subscriptions that you could pay more camera guys. I, like, the idea that there isn't enough people to, like, follow two cards. Like, come on. Do you have any opinion facts? If it, so if it takes them this long to get the live coverage on, the more cameras that they all have to, like, get it from may cause just more problems in that in that department. I don't know, though. I'm not a tech guy, so. I mean, I I doubt it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. And then I see a lot of people just complaining about how when they don't cover the lead card enough, like they're trying to get other people throwing and they don't cover the lead card enough. Yeah. Also kind of think that a lot of that problems might be caused or might be solved by what our number one improvement we think should be. Yes, I agreed. So we're not going to spoil it. Eric, what's number three? Number three is just be open about your mistakes. Just tell us when you guys are having trouble. It's a lot better to just come out and say, you know, we're having some technical difficulties. We're working through it rather than just kind of pop back on screen and go right back into it like it never happened. Yeah, like the one time that they played the same commercial over and over again for like 10 minutes. Makes me feel like I'm crazy. And then they just pop back in like, hey, guys. 
Yeah, I think they are getting better about it. And I remember last year they had a few technical difficulties that they kind of talked through. During Waco, they had a problem where they had to reset and they actually did apologize okay. for it. So they, they are kind of already starting to do this a little bit more. So they're, they're, they heard us before we yeah. actually said it. I mean, you can thank us, guys. <laughs> Number two, it kind of goes along with the whole playing the same commercial over and over and over again. Monitor your commercial time versus like the percentage of overall time that your broadcast is on kind of seems like sometimes there's a lot of commercials lately so i'm not all about that yeah i think i think i've said it before on the podcast but don't quote me it might have got cut but anyway i think it would be better if they played a lot more commercials like right at the beginning and then like right at the end and then just did like little like quick commercials like not a two commercial break just a one commercial 30 second yeah more often throughout the thing rather than like build them up into or even go like picture in picture so that you're not completely losing. Yeah, picture in picture would be good. Never thought of that. That that's what they do with a lot of the NFL games now. Is that they'll just do like a 30 second ad. It's one ad, but they do a picture in picture so you can still kind of see what's going on. And charge like millions of dollars for that ad. I mean, probably. I don't know what the Disc Golf <laughs> Network would be charging, but it'd be a beef jerky commercial every 30 seconds. At least it's a cool throw. It is a cool throw. Like, and I'm not saying that the commercials are bad, but there is only a select few number of commercials that they have. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they just end up the replaying the same over and over again. And it just makes me actually not want to buy the product when I see a commercial 50 times. You don't like want it. It's the opposite effect for me. It just makes me like, like, why are you trying to sell this to me so hard? You don't want to have a destroyer? No, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> that one worked it's hard it tried real hard <laughs> you still want one uh i mean just to support calvin heimberg i'd like to get one of his millennium dracos actually that'd be cool yeah those look pretty sweet made my end of a two so what's the difference hmm. you want me to do number one let's get right to it we think what would improve the broadcast tremendously is just separate the broadcast uh do a mpo and an fpo um we kind of feel like the fpo kind of gets forgotten about being after the mpo um, or even like starting during the mpo that it doesn't get uh, as much coverage as i personally think it deserves i would always go back and watch the fpo which a lot of the times right now i don't even sit around because I get only like the last half of FPO anyway and like a little bit of blurps here and there. So I usually just watch the post-produce of FPO anyway. Same. And we also think that would that it would allow them to spread their commercials across two different broadcasts so they could have more commercial time with not actually having more commercial time. Uh, there'd be shorter recordings. So the turnaround time for uploading those rounds would be quicker. They could they could have better coverage because yep. they would have more cameras for each card. They wouldn't have to split it up. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, they'd be able to cover more throws because they yeah could have two different cam like two camera crews on MPO and two camera crews on FPO, and uh, they wouldn't have to yeah. constantly like cut between announcers and like yeah oh let's pop in with Valerie Jenkins and like. Yeah, and the two different two different teams in the booths. I think that would make it tremendously better so yeah much better much good much butter good 
gooder. Stuff. Much, much gooder. gooder. Yeah, oh, there we go. We, we finally got there. Much gooder. Yes. <laughs> We're fucking idiots. <laughs> and I think, I think eventually we will make it there. I kind of feel like they don't want to separate the broadcast because they feel like people just sit around after the MPO and it's like, oh, we're separating and FPO will be forgotten about. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there that watch it for the FPO. And if they can't get full that full coverage, then they're just going to drop it eventually. Like, why would you even buy into it if mm-hmm. you don't even get the coverage that you want? It's, it's a toughie. And the FPO field is getting like crazy good. And yeah. There, there's like a lot of competitive rounds out there, and I just, I, it deserves its own spotlight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So pretty easy. Hopefully they don't get pissed at us. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy to know their list, and they can be mad if they want. If you guys have any ideas on how the Disc Golf Network could improve their coverage, hit us up on either Instagram or Twitter. If you have any ideas on how we how we can improve our podcast hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Literally any kind of feedback at all. We just want to hear from you guys. Tell us we suck. <laughs> we'll, we'll cry on the next episode, but you can tell <laughs> us anyway. Yeah, send us your mean comments. We'll read them on the next uh, next pod. Yep. We'll say, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, that was a good one, Eric. Yeah, kind of started off a little weird, but... I feel around. I feel really weird right now to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't know what is going on, but I feel really weird. Huh. Uh, so that was episode nine. We did it. Can you believe it? Pat on the back. We did it. We did it. Oh yeah, you guys heard me talk about my tournament, and we recapped the open at Belton real quick. We built a bag for our Patreon supporter Sean, and just to give everybody a guide to where you should what discs you should start with if you're just kind of beginning and we gave our top five constructive criticisms about what the disc golf network could do to kind of improve their broadcasts hit us up we are everywhere at oh no disc golf we have a link tree which has links to everything we have a merch store it's over at teespring.com backslash stores backslash oh no disc golf Use the code ONO for free shipping. Check out us on Instagram. You can message us directly there. Facebook, Twitter, you can message me directly there. And a TikTok. TikTok, we have a bunch of fun videos going on. I just had my unboxing video for the EMAC judge. So if you want to see that, go check out our TikTok. That's at ONO Disc Golf. Last and not least, we are now affiliated with Starframe Disc Golf. So if you're in the market for a new disc, we just talked about a bunch of cool ones that you can go get. Go check out Starframe Disc Golf. Use our code ONO and get 5% off. Do it before we get them. Shout out to our Patreon fans. We have two of them now, Sean and David. You guys are the best. And shout out to Egypt. If you want to get your name shouted out on this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. We'll shout you out. Or just be from Egypt. Yeah, if you're from Egypt, seriously, hit us up. We want to hear from our international community. Tell us, like, what disc golf course is, like, in your area. Do you guys? Send us some pictures. Send us some pictures. I would love to see that. Don't throw any orange or brown discs in the sand, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it would be pretty bad, wouldn't it? Uh Catch some orange bag. Rough. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> <laughs>